0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 13 of Added Time, a Games and Grab Studio podcast with me, your host, Steve Watkins, and I'm back already. And that's because I completely forgot that there were fixtures going on this week. We've got this stupid World Cup going on that no one wants. I can't get excited for it, I must admit, I really can't. That will change, that will change when I get closer to it I'll I'll be glad for the international football Uh, it'll be a nice welcome break away from club football for me anyway for a number of people they'll hate the fact that the season is finishing for five or six weeks so but yeah there's fixtures this week so I thought I'd better do an episode you know the, the next round of fixtures start tomorrow on Tuesday the last fixtures are Thursday which involves my team. So I'll be going to that game. And then I guess I'll have to do an episode on Friday. I say, I say I have to. I want to. I want to do an episode on Friday. Ready for the fixtures to be back on Saturday. So it's all good. It's all good. And uh, thank you to anyone that listened to the to the last episode. It's, it's greatly appreciated. I know I say it all the time. But I genuinely, genuinely mean it. So the weekend just gone. We had... Obviously, some uh, some Premier League fixtures and a lot of controversy as well surrounding some of those fixtures. Uh, we've got the Ballon d'Or going on right now as I record. I mean, let's face it, Benzema's going to win it, isn't he? But I might talk about the Ballon d'Or a little bit as well, and then we'll we'll review this weekend's fixtures too and see what uh, see what we see what we think is going to happen. Well, this week's fixtures up until up until Thursday. So, and then I'll do another episode, like I've just said. So, let's get straight into it. Uh, Brentford 2, Brighton 0. I thought Brighton started the better, to be honest. And uh, I thought it was more going to be a case of when, not if, Brighton scored. But Brentford took the lead. Ivan Toney, he really is staking a claim for, for Southgate to pick him, to take him to Qatar. And I can't see any reason why you wouldn't. The guy is confident, he is in form and he can take a penalty and we might need that you never know he, but he's, he's great I don't think he's missed his last 28 or 29 penalties uh, you can almost put your house on him scoring a penalty gamble responsibly uh, but yeah Brentford won 2 nil. uh you know I, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure Brighton aren't sort of worried or anything I know that they've lost a good manager in in Potter but I'm sure Brighton will be. There there are there are worse teams than Brighton in this league, trust me. And talking of worse teams, Leicester nil, Crystal Palace nil. So, you know, I was at the game Saturday, and the first half was very forgettable. Very forgettable. Um and second half, I thought I thought to be honest, I thought Leicester started really well. And we had chances could have easily been one or two up, and that had been game over. Uh, but as the game, as the second half wore on, well, I say game over. Who knows with Leicester, Jesus? As the game wore on, it was the same old, same old. Really, there was there was a lack of creativity. Uh, there was just a general, just no spark, really, in the performance. I mean, you can look at the stats and see that Leicester had plenty of chances. But they were all straight at the keeper. I mean, I mean, the, the palace keeper didn't he didn't have to claw any out of the bottom corner or make a, a real unbelievable save to keep anything out. <clears throat> and then to top it off, we're in, we're in the dying seconds of the game and the ball breaks into the box. Madison gets it and he dives. And he gets booked, which means he misses this Thursday's match. So God knows what Rodgers is going to do, who he's going to play in that position. Just play a friggin' right winger, for God's sake. This is what's really peeing me off at the minute. I sat there watching that game, and we started off with Castagna on the right, and the ball was going to Castagna, and there was just a hole where the right winger would ordinarily be. There was just a massive hole. It was almost like we'd had a player sent off and no one no you know the formation hadn't changed to accommodate. We look like a team with with a player missing on that side. This is clearly Rodgers just sending a message to the board to say, well, you've not backed me in the summer. I haven't got a right winger. Now, I am not Eosie Perez's biggest fan. Anyone that knows me knows that I'm not his biggest fan. However, he's played enough games on the right to actually, in our current situation be given an opportunity to play on the right again excuse me because all it does is unbalances the team and rogers said it himself in his in his post-match interview that we don't have that right winger so it really unbalances the team i have to put madison out there no you don't no you don't he's just doing it on purpose he's trying to get the sack You could play all Brighton out there. All right, Mark Albrighton is obviously not a top-tier Premier League player, but he will work his socks off. And he is a legend of this football club. So just do something. Or, do you know what? Change your formation so that you don't rely on having having a right and left winger. I know that means leaving out Harvey Barnes, who I thought did okay uh, on Saturday but go go three at the back two wing backs three in midfield and two up front frigging hell like uh, frustrating and then and then the dipshit comes out with I thought the play, the players had to deal with it being hot don't get me wrong it was very mild for a for the middle of October in, in this country I got back to my car after the game, which finished around, I don't know, what was it, half two, something like that. And it said it was 17 degrees. Now, I don't think that was true. I think my car might have been in direct sunlight. But it was, you know, it was a a mild day. But people were still wearing coats. People were still wearing big, thick jumpers. And some people even had woolly hats on. And this prat comes out and says, oh, the players were hot. And and this. shut up your excuses are becoming absolutely ridiculous I just piss off out of my football club i've had enough i've had enough now and i don't get i don't get what the board are messing around at to be honest at the end of the game uh, the the section which is now uh, the, the section of the of the crowd which is now known as the singing section a a term that i hate uh, but union fs who are a supporters group uh, Leicester City supporters group they unfurled a big banner saying eff- effectively along the words of it's time for the board to act uh, and uh, a chance of we want Rogers out now the cameras picked up uh, Top who was there along with uh, a, cu- a couple of other senior members of the board uh, he was seen shaking his head now a lot of people have, have, have taken the assumption that he was shaking his head at the performance, but maybe he was shaking his head at, um, at at the fans at the fans chanting that because I don't know he doesn't seem to want to sack him. I don't know. Maybe <clears throat> I, I may have said this last week, but maybe maybe they're waiting to see what Villa and Wolves do because I think if Rogers was to be, uh, come available before. Wolves appoint their new manager and Villa if they do get rid of Gerard. maybe they're looking at well, we'll get Brendan Rodgers because like I say he isn't a bad manager I know I've just said he needs to piss off out my football club but he is he is still a good manager he's just his time's up at Leicester and we need something with fresh ideas something new so there we go um, that was that was Leicester um, it was crap and for what it's worth I thought Palace were terrible I thought Palace were a really really poor team and actually what it's highlighted to me uh, because the the Brighton game as well after the first sort of 20-30 minutes that game went went absolutely terrible and what it's highlighted to me is outside of your big six the, the, the quality in the Premier League isn't great there's been so many poor games on the TV already this season. Now, people have short memories and I couldn't sit here and say, yeah, but do you remember that game, that really terrible game from the 2010-2011 season? I can't sit here and do that. But this season already, not even including my own club, you know, I've seen some awful, awful games on the telly. The quality is poor. It really is. Thank God we have, you know, the likes of... Man City and Liverpool that will uh, that are good adverts for the Premier League. Anyway, I'm moving on from Leicester. Uh, Fulham two, Bournemouth two. So I I predicted a draw. I think. Um, See, so yeah, um, I'm just l- lost where I am actually. Sorry. Yeah, Mitrovic back on the score sheet. Two two. It's what I expected from that game. Uh, a score draw. Wolves won, Forest nil. So uh, Ruben Neves penalty. Um, <laughs> I think this game is going to probably be remembered more for uh, social media. So the Nottingham Forest admin, for for whoever runs their Twitter, decided to post a picture, and it was one of the Forest players. I can't remember who playing with, or well, it obviously been mocked up playing with uh, some wolf uh, you know baby wolves cubs I guess they're called are they I don't know animals um and it said something around looking forward to playtime or something like that um to which straight away even before the game had kicked off fans had jumped all over it and were like this is just this is a disaster waiting to happen surely it's a disaster, you know, Um, and lo and behold, obviously, you know, Wolves then go and beat uh, go and beat Forest. So yeah, all it it said, the tweet said was playtime from the official Nottingham Forest FC Twitter account. And then at the full time whistle, Wolves Twitter account responded with a picture of a tree stump with an axe in it that said, playtime's over. Brilliant. You know, I'm not one for all this for, for really shite football banter. Um, I saw one I saw one yesterday that said uh, it was a, a, a picture of Sir Alex Ferguson shaking hands with Eric Ten Hag and someone had put uh, a quote saying, "Ah, so you're the one they call the Dutch Padu. No one's calling him that. Shut up." But that's funny. Playtime's over. A picture of a tree stump and an axe. I like that. I could take that. And actually, Steve Cooper, because uh, the press conferences have been have been doing the rounds, obviously already because of the fixtures. Steve Cooper has said that it didn't help the uh, the the original post that said playtime really didn't help the situation. So look, Forest find themselves uh, still bottom of the league. And yeah, they can't seem to buy a win. Tottenham have had the best start to a Premier League season ever, apparently. Uh, they won 2-0 at the weekend against Everton, Kane and Heuberg, who Heuberg, I think, is... He's a very underrated player. Now, when he was at Southampton, I just thought, yeah, well, he's a half-decent defensive midfielder. And then he got the move to Tottenham, and you're like, I don't really see it, but, you know, it's Tottenham, and it's a midfielder, so, you know, they do love a midfielder, Spurs. But he, he's he's great. He's a really, really good player. Now he's adding goals to his game as well, so... Um, what is funny, though, is Spurs have had the <laughs> best start to a Premier League season ever, or, or whatever the stat is, and they're four points behind <laughs> Arsenal. So. Um, Villa, nil, Chelsea, two. Mason Mount with two goals. A lovely, lovely uh, free kick from Mason Mount. And he's hitting a bit of form just in time for the World Cup because, obviously, Southgate will play him. Uh, awful mistake by Tyro Mings that is worrying uh, he just yeah and the pressure is apparently on Gerard. I said it from the start you know the Villa fans do want to see an improvement and they're flattered to deceive before the weekend Villa were were a few games unbeaten but they were they were draws against teams that ordinarily they should be beating or in situations where you thought They'll go on and win. You know they played. They Leeds went down to ten men for ages, and Villa couldn't beat them. You know a draw against Forest as well. um Look, and, and I read about an hour ago that Villa are are gonna try and tempt Poch. Should they get rid of of Gerard. um That'd be an audacious attempt, but who knows? They've got more chance than uh, than than Leicester of getting him. Let's let's face it. Uh, so yeah, Graham Potter is is doing. He's having a he's had a great start to life at Chelsea. Uh, played six, one, five, four clean sheets, drew one. Uh, he's brought Kepper in uh, in goal, and you know by all accounts had a had a world class performance against Villa. Made some really really important saves. Uh, so yeah, Potter's doing. Potter's doing uh, doing really well there I was going to do a terrible Potter pun I'm not going to bother it's been done Um, Leeds against Arsenal now this one this one had a couple of controversial decisions Arsenal won 1-0 my boy Saka with the goal assist from Odegaard fantasy Premier League boom I'm I'm not doing very well Uh, but I've I enjoyed that assist from Odegaard goal from Saka love it Um, but uh, Leeds uh, Leeds uh, were given a penalty they missed it Uh, there was a red card that was then downgraded to to a yellow Uh, there was another penalty that uh, I think was was given and then rightly overturned and Patrick Bamford should really be ashamed of himself Uh, it was an awful awful dive Uh, and VAR has been in the spotlight quite a bit this (laughs) this weekend uh, so look Arsenal are going really really well and I've already mentioned it they're top they're four points clear now due to the result uh, from the Liverpool Man City game they're flying they're absolutely flying and and but people really aren't tipping them for the title because Man City you know people still think Man City are going to walk the league by at least 10 points we'll see you know, Arsenal just got to keep these players fit, keep the momentum going. I think the big thing for me as well with Arsenal is they need to tie Saka and Martinelli down to new deals. Because uh, if, if, they, if they allow them not to sign a new deal going into the start of next season, it's going to be the same old Arsenal losing their best players to to rivals for next to no money. It'll probably be Man City. So, you know, you look at you look at a player like Saka, and you think perfect replacement for Mares. So, they need to strike while the iron's hot and, and get those two signed to to deals. You know, while, whilst whilst on the fly. obviously Saka, he, he's an Arsenal fan. He's more that he's more likely to to sign. Uh, Chelsea are apparently sniffing around Martinelli, but. Chelsea sniff around everyone. So, um, Old Trafford, United nil, Newcastle nil. Cup some controversial decisions in this one as well. Um, for me, I, th- I I think Callum Wilson uh, was was definitely fouled by Varan, and Newcastle should have had a penalty. Um, I don't know about the, the the one at the other end with Sancho. I think the theatrics let him down on that one and that's why it wasn't given the contact was probably minimal if any and prob- uh, but it wasn't given neither of them were given uh, and then we also had an incident where uh, Newcastle had a free kick and one of the defenders passed it back to Nick Pope to which Ronaldo thought well the free kick's been taken he then nicked the ball off pope and stroked it into an empty net from from 35 yards the United, the United players then surrounded the referee, which, you know, we I, I don't like to see it from any club. I'm not just picking out United here. I think it's embarrassing. It's absolutely embarrassing when, when they do that. Uh, I mean, United had a reputation for it uh, under Ferguson. And you don't see it as much these days, but I, I don't like the surrounding around the ref. It's, it's just not needed. Um... But yeah, it wasn't the goal wasn't given, and uh, I think Ronaldo was booked as well as a result of it. Ronaldo brought off uh, and looked like he had spat his dummy out again. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, I I I know a few United fans, and they're fed up with it. They're fed up with the circus that is Cristiano Ronaldo. Could he go to Chelsea in January? It wouldn't surprise me one bit with this new owner he's playing football manager isn't he uh, so yeah so a couple of, couple of VAR things in that uh, Southampton won, West Ham won again for me the, the Southampton goal shouldn't have stood the referee got in Jared Bowen's way and as a result he could not then tackle the Southampton player who, and then Southampton score the ref got in the way did the ball hit the ref? No of course not he would have blown the blown the whistle but he blocked Bowen from being able to get the player, tackle the player. Now, you might have ended up the same result. The ball might have still ended up in the back of the net, but I guess we'll never know. Uh, Declan Rice, lovely goal, really, really good goal. Cutting on his right, nice curled shot into the bottom corner. I think you know if he can if he can add goals to his game. Uh, he, I mean, he's a great player anyway um and and i guess games isn't uh, goals isn't necessarily part of the position he plays but you know if he could do that and start you start playing him further forward because he's definitely talented enough so yeah what well, southampton one west ham one does that relieve any sort of pressure on on Hootl? i don't think so uh, i think he's always going to be under pressure unless he can get Southampton, you know comfortably in the top 10 and then the big game from the weekend was Liverpool Man City Um, now this was a fantastic game I really really enjoyed it and this these two teams have delivered some of the most exciting games of football that I can remember for the last four or five years whether it's in the Premier League the Champions League uh, obviously, we had the Community Shield at the start of the season, which which finished up three uh, one or three two. I think it was three two. Um, so these two are just, you know, they are this generation's or, or you know this this decades um, Arsenal United. You know, it's a rivalry, but it's not down necessarily down to uh, geography. Obviously, Liverpool and Manchester are rivals, but you don't tend to associate Liverpool and Manchester City having a rivalry. Um, But it very much is a rivalry now, because these two have been going at it for a few seasons now. Uh, Man City pipping uh, Liverpool to the league on goal difference and by a point. So uh, there's obviously a bit between these two. Arguably two of the best managers in the world. Between them, they have got some of the best uh, players in the world as well. You know, you look across that pitch yesterday. You have got both goalkeepers, world class, uh, world class defenders. Uh, you know, in Van Dijk and um, Cancelo, Diaz you know, world class players. De Bruyne, Gundogan, Foden. You know, and then you've got, and then the other side, you've got, you've got Salah, um, and you know, dependable players like Firmino and playing people like that, and. You know, young, talented players as well—Harvey Elliott, Foden—who I've already mentioned—and it was just uh, such a great advert for the Premier League. Um, but it ends up being a controversial one, both on and off the pitch. So on the pitch, um, Anthony Taylor was the referee. Now it's contra that's controversial in itself because he's he's from Manchester or he's from the area. Uh, You'd like to think that the Premier League wouldn't be stupid enough to let him referee a Liverpool City game if he does have an association with that Manchester club, which I... I well, he can't have. He can't have, really. Also, he wouldn't be allowed to do it. Um, but he was, he was allowing a lot of fouls to go. Now, a couple of seasons ago, there was a new... Directive, I guess, from from the head of the referees was to let more things go, let the game flow a bit more because it was two stop start. Players knew the slightest bit of contact they could go down, and actually, I thought it was quite refreshing for for the first sort of few games. You see these players go down far too easily. They wait for the con, you know, a centre forward will wait for the contact from the centre back and. He's hit the floor before the centre back's even there. But I felt yesterday, and despite all of the praise that Anthony Taylor has had, I felt it went too far the other way. And some of those things in that game were fouls. And this is where the inconsistency comes in because Pep outed Anthony Taylor after the game and basically said, Look, he spoke to us before the game and he said he was going he was looking for a free flowing match and he was going to be allowing things to go, and it would have to be something quite strong for him to blow up and for a free kick. But you can't have one referee doing that, and then another referee saying, right, uh, any any contact, uh, I'm blowing the whistle. Uh, if I see any of this, it's a yellow card. If I see this, it's that. You've got to have consistency. So the first bit of controversy controversy happens because Phil Foden scores. And he is Anthony Taylor, who bear in mind he has let a lot go during the match. And you think, okay, well that's that's the standard that he has set. He's going to allow things to go. In the build up, it was deemed that. Uh, Harland had fouled Fabinho. He'd pulled his shirt and fouled him. Now, he had pulled his shirt and pulled him to the floor, gained an advantage. There was also the bit where Harland went in on Alisson and may or may not have taken the ball off Alisson when he had two hands on the ball. We'll never know because the goal got ruled out for the Harland foul on Fabinho. Now, you can't let things go all match and then pull up for that just because someone however many miles away in Stockley Park who is not at the ground who is not hasn't got a feel of the game hasn't got a feel of the atmosphere and and what is at stake in that game even though it's so early on in the season you then can't have someone going oh there was there, there was a shirt pull there was a shirt pull so you better give a free uh, go and have a look and we know now that 99 times out of 100 that referee goes over to that monitor the decision gets changed and it did, the goal got disallowed now later on in the match Mo Mo Salah is fouled by Bernardo Silva in fact it's worse and the referee let it go so you know, if, if if the Haaland one is a foul, then so is the one on Mo Salah. And that's the inconsistency within the game. And that's because VAR has got involved. Now, if VAR doesn't get involved, City score that goal. And it's 1-0 to Man City. And then we don't know what happens then afterwards. But then later on, if Mo, Mo Salah gets fouled, his shirt's pulled, you know, the, the, obviously at the time, you'd be enraged if you were a Liverpool fan. But you'd be thinking, well, actually, he's let that go. You gotta let that go, haven't you? So, um, I mean, that that um, the foul on on Salah uh, resulted in Jurgen Klopp absolutely losing it, went absolutely postal on the on the linesman, and he ended up getting sent off. So, he'll probably result in a two or three game ban for him. And I read earlier, and this is brilliant. I, I don't know how true this is. <laughs> I saw it on Twitter. So, in the same weekend that uh, all youth games were cancelled in Merseyside as a protest against the abuse that referees are getting, Jurgen Klopp, the Liverpool manager, is sent off for abusing an, a, a match official—not physically, obviously—but uh, I thought that was quite a uh, quite funny. Really, it's not funny that referees get verbally and physically abused at grassroots, but I did find that uh, quite quite funny. Um, look, Mo, Mo Salah was, was excellent throughout the game. He he scored the decisive goal. Liverpool winning 1-0. I thought Joe Gomez was amazing. Uh, Milner did a great job trying to keep Foden quiet. And I thought Harvey Elliott did such a great job defensively. Every time Man City got the ball and it went out wide, those those players, Harvey Elliott on one side and Diego Jota on the other uh, track back, Uh, and doubled up and and it really it did it did work you know Haaland didn't have a lot of chances I thought De Bruyne was very very quiet throughout the game Um, but look I I expect Man City will still uh, win the league Uh, but this is a this is a this is a result that that Liverpool needed definitely needed so unfortunately there was some stuff that has happened uh, that has come to light since I don't want to get into it too much. Uh, so there is evidence of chants being made about uh, a certain footballing tra- tragedy uh, aimed at the Liverpool fans. Um, some vandalism in the away end as well, and uh, graffiti, you know, of the same effect, basically um, making light of or I say poking fun at you could say, of, of the Hillsborough disaster, um, but also you had uh, Liverpool fans have also been accused of throwing coins at Pep, and before the game, uh, the Man City bus had uh, objects thrown at it, and I think the window got cracked at the front of the bus. Football fans, don't be dickheads, just behave. All right, fucking idiots. So there we go. That's them fixtures done. Gone through them. Um, uh, no, I don't say there's any huge surprises there. I expected United to win. Uh, I thought Man City would win. Um, to be honest. So uh, yes, yeah, so and no. You, no, I got, I got Brighton Brentford completely wrong. Uh, but there we go. Okay, um, so yeah, the Ballon d'Or is happening uh, right now. Let me just check, actually. It may have been announced. I mean, surely it's 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 Benzema, isn't it? It's got to be. Um, so yeah, some other things are obviously coming out about the Ballon d'Or. This is the first time uh, in 16 years that Ronaldo and Messi aren't in the top three. Yeah. Uh, for what it for what it matters, Ronaldo finished twentieth this year uh, in this year's Ballon d'Or. That's the lowest he's finished since two thousand and six, where he tied joint twentieth with the one and only Jamie Carragher. Isn't that amazing? Now it doesn't look like it's been uh, it's been it's been announced yet, but uh, Benzema is going to win it by a mile. Uh, but the thing is the Ballon d'Or is a bit of a farce anyway uh, the, the it, it's just become um, whoever the journalists like I mean Messi and Ronaldo have had that dominance for so long that was then broken up by by Luka Modric for his performances at uh, 2018 World Cup I believe yep yeah. sounds right um, but I mean there's this. this certain players that haven't won it just because of the Messi-Ronaldo era is, is ridiculous. I mean, Lewandowski should have won it in 2020, but they cancelled it because of COVID. I mean, Christ, by the time that came around, we'd all gotten used to Zoom and Teams and bloody whatever else we were using, house party, remember that? Um, so, uh, you know, that, that was a bit of a farce. Um, you, you look, you know... Could one of Xavi or Iniesta have won it? You know, Frank Ribery, Iron Robin. You know, the dominant. You know, with with, with Bayern Munich. Um, but Ronaldo and Messi were just were just obviously dominating. Uh, but you know, it does feel like an end of an era when it comes to that. But the Ballon d'Or is a bit of a farce anyway. I mean, when when no doubt the certain things will get leaked, and you know, you'll get um, the 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 Wales manager will. And the Wales captain will always put Gareth Bale. You know, and um, obviously the Portugal manager will will obviously vote for Ronaldo um, to be first. Um, Lionel Messi, I think it's come out that he has only ever once voted for Ronaldo to be in his top three, uh, and Ronaldo has never voted for Messi. It's a joke. It's it's a it's. Um, it's a bit of a farce. I don't think it's the... They try and make out that it's a big glitzy event and obviously I'm talking about it on a podcast. But uh, it's not... For me, it's not what it was because there are now... There's too much bias involved in when it comes to journalists and managers uh, and players. And it should just be maybe a semi-partial select committee of about 10 people that look at various things uh, and decide who's won it. So, but it feels to me like Benzema is the deserved winner, obviously, Real Madrid winning the Champions League and he just scored a goal scoring machine still at his age. So yeah, big up, big up, Karim. him. Uh, a couple of other little bits from the weekend uh, before I uh, round up uh, by predicting this weekend's fixtures. Uh, in the FA Cup, so it was the fourth qualifying round. So this is where you get your uh, your non-league teams start to play your national league teams, your teams that are just you know are just outside of those uh, football league uh, positions. Um, a couple of teams fairly local to me, so Ansty Nomads, who uh, ex-Leicester City goalkeeper Comrade Logan is involved there. Um, they played Chesterfield at the weekend, unfortunately lost, so that's uh, that's a hard luck to them. Um, but Colville. Colville went away to Notts County, one of the oldest football teams in the world. Uh, it was played at Notts County's grand, ground. And Colville won 3-2. So amazing, an amazing achievement for, for a team uh, of Colville's stature. Uh, the first round draw um is is happening or has happened um i'll have a i'll have a quick look uh, but this is where this is where you get your league one and league two teams so um you know this is where you, you are you are going to see um you you are going to see the likes of, of derby in there and, and salford plymouth you know teams like that going up against so Derby versus Colville—that could be, that could be an interesting one. Um, let me have a look. Let me see if I can find the FA Cup draw. Just to—I just want to see. I just want to see who—who who Colville got. Uh, let's have a look. Sorry, this isn't very uh, entertaining for you. Wow, Colville, uh, who are in the seventh tier are going to play Charlton Athletic, Rich, Rich, Colwill boys are coming for you mate, <laughs> that's amazing, that is, that is a, a brilliant draw for them, um, yeah, yeah, fair play to them, that's going to keep that club going for a, for a long, long time, uh, yeah, brilliant, good stuff, really good stuff, right, Let's finish off, I don't think there's a, there's a much more to talk about. Um, like I say, the games are going to be coming thick and fast, so I'm relying on... Uh, I'm relying on controversy within the fixtures, really, to for things to talk about. VAR, obviously, was the obvious choice last week. Right then, tomorrow night, Brighton versus Forest. All of these games, by the way, on Amazon Prime. Lovely stuff. Brighton versus Forest, I'm going to go for a Brighton win. Palace versus Wolves, I'm going to go for a 0-0 draw on that one. Uh, Bournemouth-Southampton, I fancy Bournemouth to to uh, to win that one. They've done brilliant since that uh, 9-0 drubbing by Liverpool. So I'm going to go for Bournemouth on that one. Brentford-Chelsea, a tricky game for, for Chelsea, but I do expect them to come through and win that one. Liverpool against West Ham. Uh, Liverpool have got to keep this momentum going. They've got to, you know, they've got to build on what happened uh, yesterday in the Man City game. And I expect them to beat West Ham. Newcastle, Everton. I'm going to go for a Newcastle win on this one. Man United, Tottenham. Oh, I mean, this is interesting because, you know, like I said earlier, you know, I've seen people already taking the mick out of, of, of 10 Hag, I think is a little bit uncalled for uh, I've seen some United fans say that they're not seeing the progress but it is only 10 games etc on the flip side you know Tottenham have had this great start but a lot of their fans don't like the style of football and it's like come on Spurs fans what do you want <laughs> make your minds up um, ooh. I'm going to go for a draw which I don't think will go down too well with with the United faithful. On to Thursday, we have Fulham against Aston Villa. Massive game for Gerrard. Huge game. Huge, huge game. Um, oh, I'm going to go for a Aston Villa win. And then the final game is Leicester versus Leeds. Um I'm going to go for a draw again which is no good to anyone really. Um yeah. This is a real a real opportunity for Leicester to to get out of the bottom 3 uh, because we've got uh, over the next couple of games as uh, so we've got Leeds who are above us with 9 points. So you know you you win on Thursday that closes the gap on Leeds by 2 points. And then we've got Wolves on Sunday, who are also on nine points. So, you know, if they were to, to pick up a point, that puts them on ten. We could beat Wolves, that puts us on ten. I'm deluded, aren't I? We're crap, and we're going down. So, but look, I'm still going to go for a Leicester-Leeds draw on that one. Not a fixture I necessarily enjoy. Um, my best mate, one of my best mates is is a Leeds fan. He never know He doesn't normally give me too much shit, and I don't give him too much either. Uh, but I don't. I don't enjoy it overly. <laughs> uh, but Leeds will bring a very good away support, even on a Thursday night, uh, and create a good atmosphere. So that's it from me. I'm all done. That's uh, episode thirteen in the bag. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I am. At added football, and on there you will see in the bio a link to my link tree, which will take you to the Instagram page and will show you where the podcast is available. And it's available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. This is obviously a Games and Graps studio podcast. Don't forget to check out Games and Graps on Twitter and on Instagram as well. And don't forget to follow Sunny and listen to his podcast, The Clubhouse, and, of course, Finn Steele doing his streams on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash The Finn Steele. I believe the FIFA podcast is still happening. I think I look forward to hearing it when it is out. And that's it. Thank you very much, and I will speak to you next time.